Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Digital screen, get down, get down, digital, 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 get down, get down. Oh my God, that is in sync, digital get down. We're going to talk about that in a moment because that is the definition of so bad it's good. That's a song from 2000 and it literally predicts, I think, webcam girls. It's one of the dirtiest songs I've ever heard and the fact that it's from in sync is just... Chef's kiss, right? Um, okay, so we have a big show for you guys tonight. I'm kind of rushing through this intro because I'm waiting on somebody very special to give me a call. I'm waiting for somebody very special to figure out how to work Skype. Um, so let me let me. So actually, this is Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. We release on Friday. And guys, I'm going to tell you right up top: this isn't going to be a three-hour show. I am exhausted. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of. A lot of listeners reached out, not to tell me that they like the show, but to tell me, hey, are you all right? You you good? Don't – hey, you might be working too hard. That's that's not a, not a great sign. So this is going to be like probably an hour and a half, two hours. Who knows? I don't know. It won't be three though. That would be crazy. But um, – so I was going to have this um, this girl who runs the Bravo Historian account on Instagram. She's amazing. She's so funny. And she went to BravoCon, and she was going to be my guest for Friday, and we were going to go all through her experiences and all her knowledge of Bravo. It's just she's – I mean, God, she's is a Bravo historian. So I was very excited about that. But she – I could already tell she didn't make a flight or something, and you, I was just like, she is going to be burnt. And she was hanging out with Harry Dubin at the Regency. Of course, we know Harry Dubin. He's one of those guys that got passed around with all the Real Housewives of New York. And Ramona was uh, Ramona Singer was caught French kissing him, uh, I think, a, a year and a half ago. TMZ broke that story. And it's one of the – I mean, I don't think any of us look super sexy French kissing. But this just – I mean, it looked like they were both like swallowing each other, which is like good for them. But I don't know if I want to see it. But I'll, good for them. But anyways – um, uh, Bravo historian went to the Regency during BravoCon, and guess who was there? Harry Dubin, and she got a picture with Harry Dubin, and that's when I was like, "This girl's gonna get sick. She's gonna come down with something. There's no way she's not gonna meet Harry Dubin and not get sick." And of course, she uh, she got sick, so she lost her voice. And I said, we can happily reschedule. So I was scrambling today. I was like, I gotta have a guest. I can't just talk by myself. That's I mean, I can, but like, is that going to be entertaining? So I was trying to think of something 
that would be entertaining that would that would kind of make me laugh and hopefully make you guys laugh and kind of send you off into uh Thanksgiving week um I don't know I, so anyways I came I came about like my mom I want to I'm going to have my mom on tonight and my mom I had her watch the Vanderpump Rules season 8 trailer we played that on the show I believe it's all blending together, but I think on Tuesday's show this week, we played that trailer and I talked about it briefly. So me, I'm, my mom has never watched Vanderpump Rules at all. So I'm just going to be curious about her thoughts. But I also just put on my Instagram, follow the Instagram at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey.com. No, it's just so bad. <laughs> so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I put uh, any questions for my mom and we got a bunch of questions for my mom. So I'm very excited to ask her these questions. I think you guys are going to like her. I mean, she's a mom. I love her. She's great. She always imparts wisdom. And I don't know. I think you guys are really going to like her. And if you guys have been listening from the beginning, episode two or three, I think, was my nephew Watermelon. And this is Watermelon's grandma so she knows watermelon and a lot of you girls and guys ha- love watermelon he i've gotten so many comments about him i'm so excited to have him back on next week but she knows him personally she sees him like three or four times a week so that's like a pretty big deal so she's a pretty big deal so hopefully you guys will enjoy that i'm vamping a little bit because i told my mom we have to do it over skype because my call recorder only works over skype And I just got a message from her going, hey, I have FaceTime. I don't know how to work Skype. And I said, "Um, don't be a diva. (laughs) Figure it out. And then she just won't write me back. So hopefully she'll write back soon. Uh, How are you guys doing? How how is everything with everybody? Is it... Is it getting crazy the closer we get to the the holidays and the new year? Um, It's getting crazier for me. It's just like all of a sudden you just feel it. And you're like, where did the year go? That's that's so crazy. Um, Oh, I did want to mention this too. And I'm going to do a special episode on this. But I – my friend Erica introduced me to this show – not Gallery Girls – um, high society, which you're like, Oh, of course, Ryan, we all know high society. I guess Laura and Carrie did a whole high society thing on sexy, unique podcast, but I had never watched it. And I sat down on Tuesday to watch an episode. It was on YouTube for free. If you haven't watched it, go watch it now. And I ended up watching all eight episodes back to back. It was so amazing. It was on the CW. I think it was like 2006, 2005, it is in the fact that this even made it to air is insane. But guess who's on it? Tinsley Mortimer from Real Housewives of New York and Dale Mercer, her mother. I mean, the whole show revolves around Tinsley, kind of. And her mom is a huge character in it. And I, I Instagram this week, I said, you know, Tinsley and Dale on High Society made it possible for Tinsley and Dale on Real Housewives of New York. I mean, if you like them on Real Housewives of New York, wait till you see High Society. It's like, it's like, uh, oh, oh, my mom's calling. My mom's calling. Get ready, you guys. Get ready. Like a, and I thought this one was the same thing. No, I mean, no, this doesn't have to be FaceTime. It's just uh, the audio of it because it's, uh, you know, it's a podcast. You don't want to see me? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um uh okay and like and like i say to all guests mom if you don't like anything you say it can be edited out very easily well, yes i i depend on you to do that 
Yeah, but if you if you say something, you know, like you hate Tom Hanks or something, we can edit that out. But I, but what if I want it left in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll uh, we'll get started, and then um, uh, is Dad there too? No, he just went to bed. He I told him what I was doing in here. I'm in the office. Wow, eight thirty for bedtime. We are just that time change wiped us out. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so okay. Um, okay, guys, this is what I talked about at the beginning of the show. We are very lucky to have um, somebody. That I guess you could say I'm very close to um, in a way, and uh, she is also not only my mother but Watermelon's grandmother. Uh, we have uh, Miss Mrs. Be- Becky Bailey. Say hi, mom. Hi. Well, first of all, you need to know I'm not as verbally astute as watermelon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was telling I was telling my mom this week how many comments I've gotten about watermelon um, and how and and just that I think he's really extremely gifted at talking and he should really focus on that. Well, he's charming, and as Kara said, he never stops talking. Yeah. And Kara's my sister, just so all you guys know, I have a sister named Kara and uh, Watermelon and my niece are her two kids. And I don't think we have a, a code name for my niece yet, so. We'll figure one out. Yeah, but she's not even a good talker, so I don't even want to hear, I want her on here at all. I'm joking. She'll cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She likes to cry a lot. She's at that stage. <laughs> um, so, uh, so a couple things. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, and a lot of people had questions for you because uh, I put this on my Instagram account that I was talking to you tonight. So, actually, we did get a lot of good questions in a very short amount of time. But um, you don't, you don't really. Oh, I guess my number one question, Mom, is why did you allow me to chase my dreams of being an actor? Ooh, that's a tough one. It was easier than fighting you. <laughs> yeah, but why did you let me do it? You should have fought harder. That's what I'm saying. No, it was your passion. Yeah, but like, wait, wait, look, where, look where I am now. Are you kidding me? You should You're have told enjoying. me. <laughs> You're enjoying. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. <laughs> your passion. I love to, I love to watch you. You, you know, love to watch me suffer, and you know it. <laughs> um, did uh um, let's see here. Yeah, no, uh, I, I did tell everybody that you actually, you guys did, you were amazing. Cause you really did, uh, support me in anything I wanted to do. I was very lucky that way. A lot of kids aren't that lucky and you really did allow me to go for my dreams. Was that a weird thing for, I mean, did you guys ever discuss that or you're just like, I'm going to let them do it, I guess. No, and even like when we moved here to Arizona, that was our main focus for you in schooling was to find a place that had a good theater department, drama department. Yeah, because uh, we, we grew up in Olathe, Kansas. Yeah, we grew up in Olathe, Kansas, and then we mm-hmm. moved when I was like 13 or 14, 13, I think, right around that time, right when I went yep. into high school, and I had already started doing theater in Olathe at uh, junior high and really, really liked it. And you were so good at it. We, when the first time we watched you in junior high, we just go, "That's not somebody we know. <laughs> that's well, yeah. somebody making us laugh." <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like somebody I didn't know. You're like that's that's how you guys treat me all the time. Somebody you and don't maybe know. I don't want to know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I mean, no, I really think that was kind of an amazing thing, and I only know how that's amazing once you talk to other, 
kids and, you know, see how they, you know, were raised and stuff like that and weren't sometimes as encouraged to go after their passions. Well, you always jumped out there and did it yourself and we were just in the wings supporting you. Which, uh, I was funny. I was doing a, a podcast for my work. I work at you guys. I work at another, an acting studio. I think I've talked about, but I do a podcast for them with actors. And I was talking to this actor that's been in the business for like 40 years and he's amazing. He's, I mean, he's worked so much and he was, but he was really, he just talked about really finding that thing you love to do and just trying to find every way possible to do what you love to do. And, and really that should be a driving force in your life because it'll help you steer through all the troubles in your life because life presents you with so many obstacles. But if and, you, and that's pretty much you, you, you go with it ups or downs, but it's always there with you. That's what you strive for. Well, it's, it's, it's almost like I'm talking to my mom right now. Jeez. You, you really, you really like me. Um, but it's not always been easy. No, I'm joking. Um, so, uh, and and what I thought about this, what I, I and we, and I've, I've posted about this before and stuff like that, is that you are a fighter as well. You just you went through a whole cancer surgery this past year. That you, I mean, you're still dealing with things like that. How do you remain positive? How do you keep a positive outlook on things? I just have a strong faith. I'm a woman of faith, and it's out of my control. So I just. Um, go with it in that manner that knowing that God has a plan for me and I'm, I'll just um, go right along with it. Really? <laughs> that's real. I mean, it's that, my that's... strength. My faith is my strength. Yeah. And you have no, no you have, you're, you don't feel <laughs> weird at all that I'm a Satan worshiper. Well, no, but I just think, I think that's very, I think it's a very amazing thing for you to be as strong as you've been and really a fighter and what an example for so many people. But I think that's just such an interesting thing because even you were at doctor's appointments a lot last week and you were just saying, you, I mean, you really kind of just brush it off and just say, yeah, they can poke me, prod me, whatever. It's just, it's just part, it's just part of getting older. I I can't change it. Um, uh, I just have to, uh, um, believe and um, deal with it in that manner. And I have a lot of uh, support, Your, my family, uh, my friends, um, lots of people out there. And now, there's lots of people worse off. And I, and I'm, and you guys at home, I, I'm talking about, I know you don't know my mom really well, so I'm just trying to get an overview is that what you guys, when we moved to Arizona, my dad was a traveling salesman, but then my mom started working and she started off as a secretary at a, uh, a hotel in conference service uh, management, right? Is that correct, Mom? Yep, exactly. And, but you started off as a secretary and you worked your way up to, I mean, you were the head of conference services. Yeah, at the one resort I was director and uh, then I went to a really large resort as a senior conference manager. Didn't want to do that director thing anymore. <laughs> and 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 you didn't, you didn't even have a college degree. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, I went to a little uh, cooking school, but uh, but that was it. No, no college whatsoever. I mean, but, that, but that's what I was. That's the kind of person we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Is somebody that just works very, very, very hard, and I've always found that to be kind of amazing because you know you're a woman first off, which means you get the short end of the stick. Exactly. And- 
10 steps behind to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you worked with all men pretty much. And yeah, I mean, you had to deal with a lot of crap that way. And then on top of it, you didn't have a college education. Did you ever feel inferior because of any of that? Um, at times, yes, the, the, but only when the men made me feel inferior. They pointedly, you know, uh, wanted to keep the women down or have us do their work. Did you? That's interesting. Have that's really interesting. Have you guys? That is very and that, by the way, that still exists very much today. I believe. Oh, oh yeah. It's like here you. You you do it better, so you can, you do it faster. You do it better, so here can you take my load too? So you had you had to have had a, a a big belief in yourself then, right? Or was it? Or were you just faking it until you made it? Faking it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but by the way, yeah. that really that's just as valid. I mean, I feel like that's just as valid as like how many people i feel like the people that completely completely believe in themselves are sociopaths i mean you need a little fear you need to like you know you need something to well, drive the fear you. keeps you going it, yeah it, you stri- in my case it made me strive harder now i was i was telling that i mean i i've talked about this on here that you've actually unfortunately started uh you recently found out how to download podcasts. So you've been listening to this here and there. Is there a certain hour you turn off where I can start talking about family secrets? (laughs) You never know when I'm going to pop. That's what I'm saying. It's just not fair. It's like, there's things I, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I I do have questions about that, that in a bit, but, um, when your dad gets on, (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah. Next week's going to be crazy. Um, so you like, I guess, Try. I mean, do you remember? Because as a kid, I remember. I mean, like I loved TV and I loved pop culture. Do you? I mean, do you? Did you recognize that about me? Oh yeah, but you didn't like Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when you I was a little, scared. when I was a little when kid, I was very. I'm looking at your picture here on the screen, and it shows you with the Hulk green gloves, and it just cracks me up how afraid of him you were. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't afraid. Afraid, mom. I you used to hide on the staircase. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you he was going to see him, but then you'd run to the staircase when he came on. Yeah, I thought he was going to bust through the TV because he was just so Ooh. angry and green. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to tell all the secrets, mom. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I tried to like so you. I know you don't really watch. I don't think you watch reality television at all. Correct? No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But unless you ask me to, and then I yeah. Then I, jump in there. And I'm going to ask you to watch a full episode pretty soon of something. And we're going to figure that out with the audience, what you're going to watch. But I I guess just to get a, a good take on what, like we had a a listener, uh, Meg, Meg M stout. Uh, I'm trying to find her, her actual name here that that Instagram name, but she wanted to know uh, if you were into reality TV, TV, which you're not. And if not, what is your favorite TV show and, and why should somebody watch your favorite TV show? Okay. Do do they all know how old I am? I watch HGTV and the cooking show. By the way, every girl, every girl in their twenties and thirties watches HGTV. That's not old. Like that's not an old person's show. The queen, the queen's coming back on. The queen did come back on mom. It's already on. I know. Well, I was, you have a huge boner for the queen. You and dad. Yep. Yep. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Well, you guys just got back from a huge trip. But this is the other question I want to know. This is I, this is a personal question. We grew up 
extremely middle class. We got oh. it was it was Walmart clothes for back to school, uh, generic cereal, and it was I not was, even. I was going to say the black and white box. Yes, it was the black and white box. Them. It was not even oh, a colored God. box. Like they have at least colored boxes on generic cereal now. When yeah, we were kids, it was black and white boxes. Yeah. I remember. And where? Where did the money come from? Are you guys selling drugs because you're taking all of these amazing <laughs> trips? I mean, I don't know if you've seen Breaking Bad, but it's all about a, a teacher that sells methamphetamine and supports his family that way. Did something happen that I'm not aware of? No, we just um, put money away in our 401ks and um, didn't drive fancy cars. That wasn't our choice at the time. And uh, we we worked so hard, we didn't have time to take vacations you know, when you guys were growing up and once we got your colleges paid off and everything else, then we could um, take the money and run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, that is you. I mean, you are actually doing like these. You just got back from a three week vacation where you went to Jerusalem, Italy. I mean, you you were kind of everywhere, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. All over Turkey, uh, Greece. it was fun. And then next, uh, when are you? You're going to Africa next year, correct? In April, yeah, Africa and then Alaska too. Jeez. It's our fiftieth wedding anniversary. Well, that's the. I was going Get to bring that up. And save up. You've been married fifty years, and I do have questions ab- year, yeah. about that as well. But um, just to kind of dip into the reality show thing a little bit more, I asked you to watch. Uh, the trailer for Vanderpump Rules season eight. We've talked about it on this show before, and we talk about that show a lot. I'm a huge. I think you know I'm a huge fan of oh, that yeah. show, don't you? Right? Yeah. This season on Vanderpump Rules. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to party. You don't get that joke, you're poor. I'm getting married! I said keep your shirt on, take your trousers off. Is there a little bit of jealousy? Oh my God, Lisa, I'm not jealous of Dana. Are you 34 or are you 16? You're a great guy. Get the name. But your dating life is a bit of a mess. You just like a bunch of people to validate yourself. Let's not forget I hired you here. Welcome home. We're getting married. Yeah. Oh my God, you say we're getting married. What is he waiting for? I don't want to get forced into this. I walk around on eggshells and Jax does whatever the he wants. Why are you trying to hurt somebody like that? Because it's kind of disturbing. This is why I can't have friends that are girls. Okay, well, you can write it in your diary. Go yourself, Raquel. He did not call you a slut. He was drinking. If you can't get your together, we will break up. Witches of WeHo, Dunzo. You moved in your perfect house, Kate, your perfect husband, and your perfect what the house. That's push me. Listen to me. That might make me selfish. Fine, that I'm selfish. Oh, you're just jealous, Tom. What is this? I'm shook it. And and what I watched. Now, help me out here. Yeah. Was that just excerpts? Because that just went at warp speed. And <laughs> my mind wasn't. Oh, I yeah. Was, mom, mom. My mind couldn't keep up. I was going, okay, who's that? Who's where? I well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's an amazing about, show. The... You can't keep up with how amazing. No, mom, that's the trailer for the whole season. Oh, good. So those... <laughs> that's just way back. I thought, 
I can't jump. My mind doesn't jump around that fast. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sorry that I should have. That's this. That's the trailer for the whole entire uh, season. Oh, so that's okay. everything you're going to see this next year because it's going to premiere in January. That's what I didn't understand. So, do you know the basic concept of the show? I, I kind of think I get it from your podcast. What, um, what do you? What do you? What do you get? Well, it's all the. It's kind of like these housewives shows and everything that they're all they're living their lives in in extreme fashions. <laughs> Mom, I think you're faking. You don't listen to the podcast. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> joking, Mom. No, I know. But do you get the fact that they work out of a bar? Or a restaurant. So there were two. One called Tom Tom and one yes. called Sir. Yes. yes you, you say that right? Is that, did I say that right? Yes, yeah, Sir and Tom Tom. And then there's another one called Pump. And Lisa Vanderpump oh. is the head. She's the the old – not the old lady. She's the, the, the lady I think you see at the beginning walking down an aisle. And she's the head of the whole – she owns all the restaurants. And wow. then wow. The, these are all her um, her employees – that are living their lives. Does she travel too with all that money? <laughs> no, she see I mean her her gig seems to be really like opening up restaurants and like collecting power and wealth. She should open some in Europe. Where are they all well, located? That's where they started was in like London and places oh. like that cuz she's British and then she came over here and she was a real housewife. So she was a housewife on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's what they seem to appear to me when Yeah. And then, but then she got into like, then she got into a fights with all the ladies and it wasn't her fault, but she was like, I don't need this. And she already had Vanderpump rules for like, and that's like a really insanely popular show. So she was like, I don't need to be a housewife and have that headache. Cause she actually has real businesses. Well, obviously with the restaurants. Well, do you know, it's funny. The, the restaurants are all on one, like one and like two blocks in West Hollywood, which is like the the boys' town, the gay area of town. You've been there, Mom. I've take. I've, I've, can I go to one of these restaurants when I come? Yes, to yeah. Me? You're going to come out in January, okay. and we'll do. We they call it the circuit, which is S U R kit, like the you know like circuit, but sir. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's Sir Pump and Tom Tom, and it's all on two blocks, and we'll we'll get, we'll do a drink at each one, and then. Sandoval, who runs Tom Tom, will uh, I'll I'll introduce you to him. He's in the show. He's a really nice guy. But that yeah, it's it's just funny. You'll get a you'll get a trip out of it. You really you'll get a yeah. you'll get a kick out of it. But is there anything? I mean, I know it did go by in such a flash because it was only a minute and 40, 47 seconds. Is there anything yeah. else that stood out for you? Stood out for you? Is there any besides they're just crazy kids? Well, I. The girls in the black T-shirts were actually very beautiful, in my opinion, yes. versus girls showing all the cleavage because <laughs> they could actually focus on their faces, and they just seemed uh, to stand out to me. Okay, so that's an interesting comment. So the girls in the black shirts are girls that work at Sir. So those are the Sir waitresses. And usually oh. they have usually they have a much tackier a waitress outfit than the ones they they seem to be more classy this season, but that's interesting. So you're saying it was it it was easier to pay attention to them than the ones that are hoeing it up on the boat and all that stuff. Yeah, and with all the cleavage shown, you're just kind of like your eyes go right there, and it's it, it's Wait, what's wrong. I mean, the female the female body is beautiful, isn't it, mom? 
in some cases, <laughs> but I'd rather look at. Oh wait, 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 wait! Can I tell you? Just, wait, 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 wait! This is nobody believes this story. Is when I was a certain age, Dad used to collect Playboy magazines. Remember? Oh yes. And well, then, I've and then I got right. to a certain age. And what age? Do you even remember what age I was and why you? Because you made Dad throw out all his Playboys. Yeah, I was trying to think because um, probably about ten, I'd say. Were you like that? It's like. A couple of years to puberty, so like, let's get rid of him I now. Said, yeah, I said, yeah, he's 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 gonna find all the. I said he's already found those. I think. You yeah, they're in his like closet in his office, like at the yeah. top of the yeah. shelf. Yeah. Well, because yeah. Jimmy Bohr, my babysitter, used to yeah. beat, beat me up or like lock me in the bathroom until I told him where they were. Yeah. <laughs> He, he denies that to this day, but we know it's true. But the thing that is stuck in my memory that I I, I just can't believe is that. We loaded them up my radio on my red radio flyer wagon, yep. and then we it's wheeled still in the garage. We wheeled them to the because we lived in Kansas, so there was a driveway, and we like I remember loading them all up my wagon and then taking them to the end of the street where the garbage was. Like, right. why did you make me do that? Was it, uh, to, I mean, was there a to lesson see that, to see that it needed to go away and be out of our house? It wasn't shouldn't be part wait, of our you life. Wait, that wasn't really a thought. Like, I think you just like needed man labor. There was not like or uh, labor or something. It just doesn't make sense. I, I well, Dad it, wouldn't do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, he really did. Like, he collected a lot of those. Like, there were yeah. a lot of magazines, like a lot of Playboy. And guys, there weren't like pen. It was just Playboys. It was just like harmless Playboys. But you read the articles. Yeah. <laughs> But there was a lot of them. And then I remember I tipped Jimmy off, my babysitter, and he came and grabbed all of them before the garbage man got them. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, So, okay, so that was a great comment about the the girls and their cleavage and stuff like that. Did anything else stand out? Because I know it really was a blur if you don't know what you're watching. Was that a period piece at the end when they had all those fake wigs on yeah. the guys and fake mustaches? Okay. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, it's not a period piece. The show takes place in the eighteen. 18- no, they would no, mom. It was they. They were probably they do like a lot of like the, I'm sure there was like a dress up party, and I think you. What That's what I was thinking because yeah. all of a sudden it got weird and. I, and it was all these disjointed pieces, and I was trying to really quickly put it together. Yeah. I watched it twice so I could go back and see what I missed. No, that's how I do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because Stasi, the, there's a girl Stasi, and she was in like an Amadeus kind of like um, a Victorian costume. It looked yes. like, and then yes. then you had the two Toms. There's Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. They were in like old men makeup. Their wigs were horrible. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Horrible. Yeah, and then Tom <laughs> Sandoval. Tom Sandoval loves wearing costumes. He's like really into costumes. And then he was in a, a mustache, you saw. Yes. And, that, that's my other kind. The mustache and the wigs were horrendous. Yeah, but like Tom Sandoval really – he gives it his all. Like he he really tries to be entertaining. And then you saw him at the very end maybe get arrested. Yeah, I missed that part. I'm, there was like I'm, a siren. They're like, what's happening? It was you – know, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought it was all coming to a big end bust. Yeah, exactly. End. But I love the fact that you thought this was all just one episode. Yeah, I could. And I'm trying to jump with it and I'm going, okay, I am old. Yeah, no, I mean, no, this is, well, we're, I think we're going to have you watch a classic episode of Vanderpump Rules so you can start to piece this together because this has been on for eight years now and it really is. Whoa, 
one of the most yeah eight years yeah now all these guys that like started off as like bartenders they own houses and all that stuff just because of this show and you're gonna own a house when yeah when i get on one of these (laughs) flipping reality no i don't want to be on a reality show ever no no but uh well i do have your i do want to know your opinion i wish that you saw it more is that there's there's a couple Jax and Brittany and they're getting married this season and Jax is like cheated on like cheated on everybody cheated on her he's a real like kind of Lothario he's at like at certain points it seems like he's allegedly been on cocaine a lot but he's a real piece of work uh then why are you gonna marry him why she well I don't like that's the thing she's from like Alabama or something and she came down thinking I think she's like part of it was like wanting to be famous but she's really really sweet and nice so it's really I think she just set her sights on it and you know she got I mean to her credit she got him to marry her but at what cost yeah that's the thing I mean you can only be blindsided so long now speaking of that though it's very interesting you, you know, you said you've been married to dad almost 50 years. Now, mm-hmm. you guys met in Columbus, Ohio. That's where you both had grown up. And yes. he was – you met him right before he got drafted into the Vietnam War, correct? I met him the day he got his draft notice. He came to a friend's house that I was at with his draft notice in his hand, shaking and not believing it. And that's when I met him. Did you ever think that could have been like a pickup line? Like, oh, I just got drafted. Sleep with me. You know, like a way to make you feel bad for him and stuff? No, it was that that era. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. When, when your number was up, it was up. Yeah. I mean, they literally just did a lottery, right? Yes. Uh, he was drafted right, oh, about a month before the lottery. But as it turned out, his birth date was he would have been drafted and he would have been drafted anyway. So um, he was one month ahead of the game. <laughs> but you weren't you also dating this other guy, like Farmer Ted or something? Dad always John. Says? John. Farmer John, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you were dating Farmer John when Dad was in Vietnam? Uh, not when he was in Vietnam. When he his first year of the service before he went to Vietnam because oh. we aged right before he went to Vietnam. Oh, okay. So he got drafted, but then he still had to train for a year. Yes, yes. He went to different uh, facilities and he was... uh, So you guys just wrote? Yes, yes. In fact, my dad asked me if I was writing a novel. Wow. Because I would write every single night and he would write me and he'd send um, cassette tapes. If if anyone out there knows what those... cassette tapes existed back then? Mm Mm-hmm. The little uh, real ones. Oh, the little, oh, the little real, okay. Why, you didn't save any of that stuff? Yeah, that we have some of them. Oh wow! Um, no, no, they don't work. They probably deteriorated after this long. Wow! Um, but that's weird. So you really got to know him pretty much through letters. Yeah, that and actually, from the day I met him to the day of our wedding, we were only face to face five months. <laughs> that's I mean, and not in a row. You know, like. Yeah, sporadically. 30 days there, a week there, R&R. Yeah, it was really weird. So when we got married, we had to get to know each other. Which year did you realize it was a mistake? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that's why we waited six years to have kids. Well, it is interesting, though, because you really do talk about this. uh, You've talked about this with me a lot, is that the ups and downs of any relationship. 
you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You said takes, not everything is perfect and not everything, it, you nope, know. It takes a lot of work, um, acceptance, compromise, um, just kind of fluffing things off. You know, you can't take everything to heart. Yeah, no. I mean, it is... It is, yeah, it is a tricky thing. And I wonder if, I, I do sometimes wonder if you, not, I mean, not you guys specifically, but if a relationship yeah. like you guys met this year, how different that would be. If anything, you know, if the time has, if yes, the, the times that, have changed things, you know. But I used to say, because dad traveled, he was gone Monday through Friday. So it was like, if I was mad at him over the weekend, the Monday morning, I'd say, here, get the suitcases, go. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we had a good, and then he was uh, two years in Sacramento while I stayed here in Phoenix. Yeah, so, I mean that was when yeah, I mean that was when I was college when I was growing up. Yeah, I mean I remember that. Yeah, you were out in L.A. and Kara was finishing college, and I didn't want to move. Yeah, and he had a yeah because he was uh, unemployed for a bit, and then like had a and got a took he a job over a, there, right? Yeah, he helped a franchise out out in Sacramento. Yeah. But it is crazy. I mean, like when you are together with somebody that long, there are so many periods of, of uh, seasons of life, you know? Yes, that's a good term. I like that seasons of life. Yeah, that's, no, I mean, it, it truly is. But no, it, is, good. it is interesting to see because you guys, especially you in the later years, like we're working so hard that now that you're retired, it is interesting to see you guys have a life and see you guys have friends and vacation because that really wasn't happening you Not know, it was, it was all work. I mean, we lived, yeah. we lived in Ari uh, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, Arizona. And, you know, it's not like you guys were entertaining anybody. I mean, we did no. all, like, we, I mean, we were still very holidays and all that stuff. And yeah, never... but that was family. We didn't really know the neighbors. Like I would some go in at 5 a.m. and come home at 10 p.m. You know, it was long hours from the group's breakfast all the way through their dinner and entertainment. <laughs> I was, and it was, it was, I think we talked about this maybe the last time we were here. It's interesting to have a glass of wine with you now and, and talk about these things that you don't realize when you're a kid or you take for granted. And I was saying what a trip it is to think about when you're in high school and you know, you were getting us off to school and then going doing a full-time job. And then all I remember is you being back there and making us dinner and stuff. And I didn't even, they, I didn't even stop to think that you had had a whole day yourself. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think that was harder on Kara. She wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom. And uh, and to get where we are today, I had to work. And I knew we had college coming up for both of you. And so Dad and I both worked real hard to make that happen for you all. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it – was... Truly incredible in that sense. Uh, I mean, me and my sister are both completely out of touch jerks because of it, but whatever. Well, you yeah. didn't have debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's There's huge. One thing. That's huge. Um, so, yeah, no, I just I thought that was very interesting about relationships. So, um, before I get to the questions and all that, is there anything you want to ask me about the show? Is there anything you want to ask me about reality shows or myself? <laughs> when did you get started in it? What year? You said it's been on eight oh, years. Oh, So that – great question, Mom. Great question. Um, no, for real. Like, uh, this, so I actually um, – I knew about it. So what they do is they'll do this thing sometimes on Bravo, which is this, the channel this airs on, all of, <laughs> all of these shows, is that they did it as like 
Real Housewives of Beverly Hills aired and they did a two hour episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But the second epi- the second hour of that was a backdoor seek uh, a backdoor introduction to Vanderpump Rules. So they kind of trick you into watching it. So they're like, oh, this is going to be like with the housewives. So I remember being livid that I was tricked into trying to watch a show with new people. And sometimes I get really – like I like things like it's hard for me sometimes to accept new people into my heart in TV shows. You know, like do you ever do that? You're like, oh, too many characters. I I just like what I like to watch. I don't want to – I don't want to meet new people. Don't change the the primary person because I'm not – I'm not quite sure about the queen this year because I don't know if I'm going to like the new queen as much as I love the other character, the other actress. Yeah, because they they jump forward, right? Right, and they had to do it for the aging thing. So I, I understand why they had to do it, but I hope she's um, as good. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I bet she is if they if they're at that kind of caliber. But yeah. um, so. So yeah, no, so they did this and I ignored then I you know, I ignored that show for I think three or three years of it. And then wow. everybody kept talking everybody kept talking about it and um and then I I just it was on and I, I think somebody hit somebody and I was like, Well that's interesting. That's oh no. There's a guy, DJ James Kennedy, that Kristen Doty, they were at a wedding and there's a character, Kristen Doty, and they were all drunk, and Kristen Doty smacked the crap out of DJ James Kennedy. And I was like, wow, that's pretty entertaining, actually. And but then I kind of then I watched an episode and I kind of just made fun of them. I'm like, these guys are so stupid, I hate them, you know? And then it's like one of those things where it's like a virus where it just sneaks up on you. And then all of a sudden, it's addictive. It's addictive, yeah. So then all of a sudden, I was like, "This is the best show I've ever seen." And then I went back and watched all of the first couple seasons, and I was, I was, I was, I was, I was blown. I mean, I was like, "Wow, I found my special something. This is it." Isn't that sad? No, if, if, <laughs> if that's the new passion. <laughs> <laughs> I now I'm going to dedicate. I'm dedicating my life to it, Mom. So. So yeah, no, that uh, that's how I found that show. But you know what, I I I feel like, and I don't know if you like, even with these podcasts and stuff like that, I feel this is a natural evolution of all the crap I've done throughout my whole life. Remember when I hosted those like sketch shows in high school, and like you know, I would create those like kind of talk show thingies. You know, remember the um, the advertise ad. Video that you had to make. For yeah, we. I was in junior high. That was hysterical. Yeah, we. It was called the campiest movie you ever did see, and it was and and me and Josh Bays were playing uh, advertising execs, and then yeah, we, from that show, and the yeah. teacher actually said she took that home and would show it to her friends that it, as an entertainment. I think we have. <laughs> don't we have that? Uh, yeah, so it's on VHS or some other format, I believe. Man, if I if I eventually blow up, that's going to be huge, Mom. Um, <laughs> wait, that's what I say. Is it hard for you to watch me struggle for a, a long period of time at doing something that I love or, or trying to go for a dream? How does that affect you as a parent? Oh, I just it 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 does pull up my heartstrings, and I just. Um, pray that it'll be the right thing at the right time. I mean, that's really, that's really all it is though. I mean, it is right thing, right time and all the connections you make and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Yeah, But it's gotta, it's, it's, it's 
because and I'm going to bring back this back and maybe it's not appropriate for your show, but I'm a woman of faith. And when it's the right time, it's the right time when it, it has to be in God's timing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. And I mean, but I love things like this. I get to do where I get to kind of create my own universe or kind of be creative because even with acting, you don't get to choose the roles you audition for, but with things like this, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. Exactly. And you're, you, you and Connor have got the gift. Oh, of whoa, whoa, whoa. Watermelon. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, I'll, I'll get yeah. it. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know, I, 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 we, I left in one of his names in that, right? No, did he get in trouble? Did you get in trouble with Chris? And no, Kara? no, they 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 heard it, so they must have heard it too. Maybe they just missed it. I don't know because okay. I got a bunch of mail about it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. If you hadn't if you hadn't connected him just now, nobody would have known. Who it's that my was. fault. <laughs> protect protect watermelon at all costs. Yes. Um, uh, no, I was saying that's why I really like. And the other cool thing about this, we were talking about this yesterday when I was talking to you, was that. I've already talked to so many people that listen to this that I'd never met before in my life that have like gotten something out of it. And that's just crazy. Like you're like talking to like somebody messaged me from Michigan. Somebody was from Australia. Like it's really, I mean, it's, it's fascinating how many people you can reach through this stupid thing, you know? Well, it's a conversation with people. They feel like they have a friend in you and they, they, they all of a sudden become part of your life. Yeah, like that's what I, I mean. I really want this to be kind of a conversation with people with like-minded interests. That, yeah, you know, like this kind of stuff, <laughs> people don't understand or be like, "Oh, that's silly. That's reality shows or whatever." But there's a huge group of people that are usually highly intelligent, funny people that like this stuff, and I yeah. think that's is really interesting. So, anyways, enough about how awesome I am. Let me ask you some questions from the listeners. Um, uh- Tough ones? No, not really tough ones, actually. There's some good ones. There's some funny ones. This is like, okay, so this would be, um, uh, this is, uh, somebody asks, um, Yo Mama's Pajamas asks, what's, what's her housewife tagline? Now, a housewife tagline, mom, is on the housewife shows, at the beginning, the introduction, each character will, like, turn around and be like, um, well, I used to, like, um, it's a game set. Now I need to find a match or like wow. I'm all business in the boardroom, but sexy in the bed. Like, it's just like cheesy, like a little yeah, piece yeah. about themselves. Like, do you know what your tagline would be? Is there a tagline that incorporates what you're all about? Oh, gosh, I can't think. I mean, um, uh, I mean it, could, it could be, I mean, it could be like, um, my family means everything, but yeah, you know, and, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here looking at the picture. No one fights alone. You're my team. Okay, that's I mean that's good. That's a deep that's yeah. And then you could you could do like um like a bodybuilder stance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're fighting this. Yeah, uh, I want you to go, I need your green gloves here on the screen. So guys, what what she's talking about, I used to wear these big Hulk gloves that you get like at the kids store, the toy store. I used to buy those and I would I took a lot of headshots with the green gloves. Uh, I'll have to post those pictures at some point. Um, here's one from Kelly. Uh, Kelly, who was on the show before, she says, I want to hear about a time where your mom was embarrassed for you. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh, you can say it. Anything. Any, anything. I remember one time when you were – it was when you were at um, 
Arizona State University and you had a girlfriend and her parents and us were all walking to watch you perform and you were running really fast, like you do everything quickly and you ran smack into a chain link fence and did a flip and it was like oh right in front of her parents <laughs> mom you know i told that on the the show last week no way i did yeah i told that no, i told that i didn't even listen to no, it no i know you were overseas yeah yeah or you just i i mom i do need i do need the numbers i need you to listen i need these i needed to hit the charts okay okay i'm joking i'm, I'm joking i'm joking no but i did i did i did That's- I did tell that story. Yeah. That, isn't that crazy? And they like, and her yes. dad ran up to me and was trying not to laugh and stuff. I know. And her mom was furious. Oh, her mom didn't like me anyways. So yeah. Yeah. She didn't like too many people. She didn't like me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was great. You know, that's what I was thinking too, is that uh, when I was in college, I worked for my mom as one of the uh, banquet servers. <laughs> and do you remember when you, when I was at that college party and I didn't really party in college at all, but I went to this one and I was, I got so drunk or something like New that. New Year's Eve. No, that was that New Year's Eve. No. Yeah. Yeah. You had to come get me in that you put a bag over my head to throw up in. Yeah, there was a big function the next day. Yeah, and you I made was, me work. You said you if you, to work. you said if you're if you're going to do that, you're you still have to work. Yep. And you brought home, by the way, a paycheck that was bigger than mine, which infuriated me. Yeah, because those conference the banquet service got paid a lot. Like, oh, it was yeah, crazy. they got paid hourly, and how how many hours you work, and the the pool, the banquet pool, um, the the banquet checks are pretty high and your uh, your take of it was really nice that uh, holiday season yeah i mean it was we had a lot of holiday parties yeah um let's see here what else do we have one sec okay um okay is there any do you have any this is from uh my friend lucy uh she said do you do you have any favorite thanksgiving recipes or memories from thanksgiving my favorite recipe is, um, and I just was got the recipe out tonight. Actually, tonight because I have to go to the store to get the stuff is pumpkin pie cake. Oh yeah, are you gonna make that? You're gonna make that next week? Well, I'm making it actually on Tuesday, so you'll have some because I make it ahead of time because yeah. the pie for Thanksgiving Day. But the pumpkin pie cake, I let you all get into ahead of time. Is that like a secret family recipe? No, and I'm not. I don't even know where I got it from. But now it's out there a lot because it's will, similar to what will, they call jump cakes. Will you Will you send that to me so I can post it? Sure, sure. Okay. I've given it to many, many people. Okay. I had a friend that said that she took it to something, and all the men loved it because they didn't care for pumpkin pie the that much. Well, I would love to act like it's a podcast exclusive, and for you not to say that, so I can tell people they're getting something that nobody else has gotten before. <laughs> okay so uh okay this is a good one what's your favorite sexual position i'm joking mom i'm joking i'm joking don't answer that don't answer don't answer that i love that you probably were gonna answer that no don't answer that mom don't no don't answer that um okay this is actually this is actually a serious one um uh my let's see here one sec my friend my friend uh her screen name is a console, Ashley, um, uh, what's your biggest regret in life so far? Hmm. I always thought it was that I didn't go to college, but then when I succeeded without that, that went away. Um, I just want more for my kids. 
Really? That's your biggest regret in life? No, I said I want more for my kids. Well, that's not a regret. Yeah. I just, okay. Would your biggest regret having Kara, my sister? <laughs> <laughs> Is that I can't change things for you all. Yeah. My kids. Yeah. Our kids. Dads and my kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, and I'm sure because of the, the couple of years I've had, you probably were, you overly worry and stuff like that, but it's going but to be Kara okay. Too. And Kara too. Yes. Yeah. No, no, definitely. But I'm saying, I mean, I know you worry about that stuff, but everything works out in the end, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's why I said God has a plan. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but nothing personal. You've got, you've been able to do the things that you wanted to do for I, the most part. I'm so fortunate. I, I just, I, I really have. I, I've been given so much that um, uh, that I'm just blessed. Yeah, that's well, yeah. And you know, I find it very. I'm not interesting, but I feel it very cool to have worked so hard and now get to. I mean, you still really bust your ass at a bunch of things, but like you do get to take these trips and things like that. I think that's kind of amazing. Oh yeah, and we and even when we're in the moment. It's like we sit and look at each other and we, we can't believe we're doing this. We did so many cool things this trip that it was just like, are you, do you believe we're doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend Laura wants to know, who is your favorite child, Ryan or Kara? <laughs> I, I, I well, will i will girl, share the for a girl it would be kara and for a boy it would be ryan mom i have more girl characteristics than kara does are you kidding me uh, i should be your favorite girl and she, she has better hair are you kidding no she doesn't <laughs> i knew that i guess <laughs> i have better hair this is luxurious curly hair wavy hair she does not <laughs> um okay here's one from lisa what kind of child was ryan um, teddy bear. Mm. He always, and always a, a people pleaser, always wanted to please no, mom. That's, and, and that's still, that's uh, still, and that still goes on. Yeah. It's not a good, I don't think that's a great, as you get older, that's not a great habit. I think. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, but then it can make you want to be an ugly old man. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean, like you don't, you eventually want to listen to yourself and not always uh, just be you don't some people aren't right you you shouldn't try to please them because you're oh, yeah, pleasing right. the wrong thing you've got to try to you got to try to to find out what you want and try to please that person as well yes yes you have to make that work uh, in combination you're absolutely right thank you jeez finally uh, right i know Look. uh brian uh my friend mallory wants to know what is your favorite story to tell about ryan do you have a favorite story Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I don't know that it's a favorite. I'm just trying. I know you couldn't stand the sight of blood and your sister always got bloody noses and you came running home carrying her one day telling me she was dying because she had got a bloody nose. That was the favorite story? No, it just made me laugh all of a sudden. That's why I said I don't think it's a favorite, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because we, I mean, you know, I mean, what? There's if, so many. Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking about this. Is this is? I, I was thinking about this. I think about this a lot, actually, because it still is. I used to 
um, didn't I used to run around and saying there was a devil on my shoulder or something? Oh, that one, that was awesome. Yes, you that did. was awesome. You were possessed <laughs> by the devil. Yeah, you were. And well, what had happened is we had taken you to, you had gone to the um, um, vacation Bible school at your preschool. Then we went down to Atlanta to visit some friends, and it happened to be her kids were going to a, a vacation Bible school. So you went with them. And then you came back home and went to our church's vacation Bible school. And by that time, you were so mixed up, and and I sent you to your room for something. And the next thing I hear you racing around and yelling, get oh, get off, get off. And you were brushing your shoulder because the bad angel was sitting on the left shoulder, and you wanted the good angel to be there. <laughs> so uh, I know we had to smack you a couple times to get uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Well, but, you know, and we, I mean, we weren't extremely religious either, though. No, no, no. It was a struggle to get you all to... Uh, Church. I, I didn't want like ever. Yeah. I, I yeah. And your sister, church. your sister balked, and she can't understand why her children are balking now. <laughs> Which is crazy how Kara got into super into religion, but yeah, yeah. Um, not crazy. I mean, it's her own thing. But no, no, no. It, yeah, I don't mean crazy. It's ironic. Yeah, it, it's a good word for it. Um. Uh. Wait. What was that? Oh, that was. Oh, do you? So the other thing is, my mom was a secretary at the elementary school that I I I, uh, I was attended. And, yeah, God, thank you. And uh, Scarborough Elementary School in Olathe, Kansas. And do you remember when you had the principal talk to me? Oh yeah, when you pushed the kid in music class or took his chair out from underneath him or something. Well, no, that was one of the times. But the other time, do you remember with Lisa O'Connor? No, I don't. So there was a <laughs> – this is great. You are okay, – okay, so you worked in – you. Lisa O'Connor's mom worked in the office. Yes, she you. was my age. And, so, and Lisa O'Connor was like my best friend slash kind oh, of girlfriend. Yeah. But not – I mean – You two were cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was like not – you know, it was nothing. First like, love. I, I, it was just like somebody that you're like, oh, you're my girlfriend. But I don't remember – it was like I remember her as my friend, you know. Yeah. And I remember – that she got her period for the first time. And um, I think either you told me or you told me, I think for some reason, I don't know why. And I, I told her because I had heard this in a commercial that I said, is it a heavy flow day? (laughs) And she started crying and then you found out and then you had the principal talk to me. I wasn't going to talk to you. No, but like you had the principal talk to me for that. And I was like, I, that's what they say in the commercial to the, I wasn't making fun of her. I really said, is it yes, a heavy flow day? That was being kind probably. Yeah. Because they always like commiserated with each other in the commercials about like the flow. And I didn't even know what a period was really, you know, I still don't. Um, <laughs> let's see anything else here. It ends a sentence. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see here. What's your favorite child? Got that. Um, Sex stuff. We're going to skip that. Uh, They want you to watch a certain episode of a show. We'll do that uh, later. Um, Let's see here. Biggest regret. Okay. Okay. This is good. Two questions. What's your best piece of life advice and what's your best advice for a happy marriage? Okay. Um, well, you're, I remember giving this to one of your friends. They didn't, they were doing a book for her and um, when she was going to have kids. And my thing is 
your kids survive in spite of you, not because of you. Okay. Say that one more time. Your kids survive in spite of you, not because of you. When you're trying to be a good parent and you're worried about all this stuff, they're going to (laughs) survive. Whether you did it right or wrong, they're going to survive. Yeah. Hmm. That is deep. What, uh, what's your best piece of advice for a marriage? Mm, um, uh, well, compassion is a big one. Um, um, just thinking things through and take the time to walk away from a situation and think it through. Don't just let your temper go. That's temper's the worst. The controlling temper, I think, is the big one. And and hurt feelings, because temper and hurt feelings are two things that can really drive down uh, a marriage. Do you find those increase uh, the older you get, or you find that no, it's decrease. easier to control? Decrease. I think they decrease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. you kind of get more into a pattern. At first, it's a you know a survival of the wills, and each one can have a different thought on it. You know, most of the time you're together on the on the same page, but then there are those times when you're each one you have a strong will and you think it should be this way and they think it should be that way, and that's where um, uh, that's where it's difficult. Yeah, definitely to get to that medium place. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I guess, uh, tell all the the listeners out there to go rate me five stars on iTunes and give me a good review. What now? Dude, what? (laughs) Tell the listeners to go give me a good review on iTunes and to give me five stars. Hey, everybody out there. (laughs) Listen to this fantastic guy. (laughs) Just turn on, listen to the iTunes and five stars are the only way to go. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. And that I know that comes from your heart. So, um, uh, so this wasn't that bad, right, Mom? You like this? No, it makes me ner- a little nervous. Though I don't know what I sound no, like. No, this is you sound great. No, you really good. It. No, this is great. <laughs> and you're and will you'll so this is a good introduction because you're going to hear my mom more next week when I'm there for Thanksgiving, and it'll be good just to to. So you guys, she's like a, a, a recurring character that you're meeting for the first time. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Anything else that you would like to say? Anything you would want to plug or promote for yourself, Mom? No, I'll have watermelon here with me. Next oh yeah! Week. Like, by the way, that's so. What? Uh, what's it? Uh, a, l- a little bit about watermelon. What's it been? Because you you see watermelon like three or four times a week. I mean, like this, you you saw it today. How and, how and is he, watermelon? He's into this. Is interesting and and. Boy, am I lucky! I uh, I brought him back little tchotchke gifts from our trip, and I brought him back a pen. And I know when we went to London, I gave got him a pen with the guards and stuff. So this one was from Israel, and I brought him. And Dad said on the way in the car, he was telling him he's into pens these days, and they have to have a certain feel. And he's into a gel pen and a new one he just ordered is a glass pen. So he is the most unique character that I have ever met into the things that he is, that piques his interest. You always call him a little old man. 
Yes. Oh, definitely. And if you could see him, and he's taking these pens apart, the one I got him, and he said, well, the cartridge in this one is blue, but it's a good cartridge. It's a steel cartridge. So he's going to get a black steel cartridge and put it in. So it'll have a, a better writing quality. Oh my God, that's fascinating. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a little old man? That does. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Did you, did you mention uh, anything about the podcast when he came over? That you were? Uh, no, no, I didn't because... Uh, you didn't want to make him jealous that you were going to no, be on? No, yeah, he, he would uh, He would have spent the night, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, I sure love you and thank you so much for doing this. You really helped me out of a bind because I had a guest that canceled. So oh. I, thought, I thought, what could be more fun than having my mom on to give life advice and uh, your wisdom? So I, I really, really do thank you. Oh, you are more than welcome, my darling, and I'm just liking uh, that you think of me. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, Mom, we will talk to you next time. Okay, I love Love you. you. Bye-bye. So that was my lovely, lovely mom, Becky Bailey. you know, I love her so much. I'm so lucky. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it's a little, maybe a little out of the norm, but this is kind of, this is a variety show. This is going to be a bunch of different things. I hope you guys are enjoying that kind of format. Uh, if you do have any thoughts, comments, concerns, anything, please email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Like my mom begged you to do. Please rate this five stars if you could. It does help my placement. We have stayed on the charts. That has been so, so, so cool and so validating. Um, uh, Please tell friends. By the way, you guys are telling friends. I've had so many cool messages. I was talking to this girl last night. She she was in the drive-thru of a Taco Bell, and she was listening to me. It was amazing. Like, that's so cool. Uh, Her name's Haley. I thought that was great. We talked about our love of Taco Bell. I mean, I really, I don't know. This is just, I keep saying this and it's maybe getting tiring, but I just love, love, love this. People have really been reaching out and, and just supporting and giving holiday decoration tips. And, and, and a couple of people even were like, oh, I'm going to get you a gift. And I was like, what? That's insane. It's all paying off. <laughs> um, so I don't think this is going to be a super long show tonight because I am, I, as I was talking to my mom, I'm beat. My, I feel like I'm getting this head cold or something, and I've got a really cool show planned. I've had really cool shows planned for the end of the year, but I've got a really special guest next week I hope doesn't fall through, so I'm not going to say who it is in case it it is, but I, I can't wait for you guys to hear on Tuesday if it is true. I think it'll be a good thing to go into the Thanksgiving weekend with. Um, so let's, uh, let's see what else we have. We're probably not going to get to all of this stuff because there's just too much, but guess what? We have forever, you guys. And I know the people that really like the long podcasts, if you don't get one, please don't hate me. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? So we started this show with Digital Get Down. Now, Digital Get Down was a song by NSYNC in the year 2000 from the No Strings Attached album. Now, fun fact about the No Strings Attached album, it sold the most copies in the first week of any record ever. I believe it was 1.1 million, which is insane. Now, the record industry, you can barely sell like 200 or 300,000, you know, if you're a big artist even. So I remember being a huge, like, guys, I don't care. Like, I like music. I don't care who does it. But I love this album. I remember loving this NSYNC album. And I I love all, like, I love metal. I love this. I love, I mean, I don't love pop country. But, I mean, uh, my music taste really varies. So I remember really thinking this was like, it's like a great workout album. 
So the lyrics of this, though, are insane. And I remember I remember even realizing in the year 2000, it's insane. Now, NSYNC was like a boy band, like, you know, parents are taking their kids and things like that. But the lyrics to this, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a dramatic reading. Baby, baby, get nasty, nasty, and we can get freaky deaky. Freaky deaky, nice. Baby, baby, we can do all that we want. We're getting nasty, nasty. We're getting freaky, freaky. Baby, baby, we can do more than just talk because I can hear ya, hear ya, and I can see ya, see ya. Baby, baby, we can do all that we want. We're getting nasty, nasty. We're getting freaky, freaky. Chorus one. Digital, digital, get down, get down, just you and me. You may be 20,000 miles away, but I can see ya. And baby, baby, you can see me. Digital, digital, get down, get down, just what we need. We can get together naturally. We can, we can get together on the digital screen. Every time I'm sitting home alone, girl, I can't wait to get you on the phone, girl. So pick it up, babe. I can see everything you do. Bouncing me from satellite to satellite. I love the things you do for me so late tonight. So turn me on, yeah. It's like I'm right there next to you, yeah. Chorus two. And then, can we get connected? I need some love and affection, baby. I'll call you on the phone. I hope that I get through. If you're in the mood and on the phone, here's what you do. Leave a message. You know the kind I like to get back to. Damn, what does that even mean? And then chorus, and then, yeah, I lose my mind just when you're speaking. I see you on the screen. I get to freaking. So get down, babe, and I'll get down for you. <laughs> I get so excited. I'm blushing, right? I'm blu- I'm fully on blush. I'm like, I'm tingling. I get so excited when I'm watching, girl. I can't wait to see you touch your body, girl. It's just me and you, so we can do what we got to do. Yeah, chorus, chorus. Digital, 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 get down, get down. Digital, 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 get down, get down. Baby, baby, we can do more than, okay, then this is just repeated. So then it's just repeated for the rest of that. So you guys, did NSYNC invent cyber sex? Did they invent webcam girls? I mean, also, what the fuck? Is this like JC? Is this Justin? What is, I mean, literally, like, guys, I'm more like, why did we let NSYNC, just get away with this song. Like we should like, they were considered like boys next door and they're talking about getting freaky deaky 20,000 miles away. But they're basically saying is send nudes digitally ladies. And you go, you guys ate it all up. What? This is so weird. I mean, this lyric of, let's see. Okay. I love the, okay. Bouncing me from satellite. Okay. I can't wait to get you on the phone, girl. So pick it up, babe. So that's like them, like, hey, time to sexy time. It's me, JC. And then I can see everything you do. JC's like, ah, move on the camera, babe. Oh, yeah, take that negligee off. And then uh, bouncing me from satellite to satellite. I love the things you do for me so late at night. And what does that even mean? It's like, is it like dance for me? Is it like, like, you know, touch yourself? Like, what is that? I mean, and then is. It's, it's just a lot. And it's like, like, I would love to talk to some of you girls that were coming of age during this. Like, was this, did this get girls like hot and bothered? Was this like, damn, I want a digital get down with everybody except for Joey and Chris Kirkpatrick. Poor Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. We should do a whole episode just on them. Like the unsung members of NSYNC. 
There was a reality show on VH1 where they tried to like make a boy band and it was like Chris Kirkpatrick. It was one of the guys from Color Me Bad. It was insane. I got to find that. I got to find out what it was called. You guys would love it. It was insane. But I always felt bad for Chris Kirkpatrick. And it was like, and Joey, like Joey Fatone, because they always called him Joey Fat One. And he was just big boned. Like he wasn't fat. But anyways, I mean, this is like everybody picked on NSYNC for like all these reasons, like being a boy band and all that stuff. They should have picked on them for like songs like this. This is insane. Did they do this live? Like what, what were they just like humping the stage? I mean, it's disgusting. And little kids were listening to this. This is like, I feel like I, I'm like putting myself in the shoes of a young dad. And I, I go into my, my precious daughter's bedroom and she's listening to digital get down. And it just, I don't want her to do it. I'm going to take away the CD or the cassette or whatever it was on. And I'm going to say, well, you'll get this back when you're 18. You'll get this back when you're 18. Until then, you're staying in that room and you're not using the internet or the phone. And you can watch basic cable and that's it. Whew, I got something off my chest there. Um, I was talking also about before about high society. We will be doing an episode pretty soon, I think, with Troy McKeady from Smushroom, the Smushroom pod, which is a f- really funny fucking pod um, all about celebrity relationships of the past. He's so good at what he does. He's so funny. But I think we're going to go over briefly an overview of high society because Laura and Carrie did it the best you can on Sexy Unique Pod. I just really want somebody to bounce off because I need to talk about Dale and Tinsley. We're going to do a deep dive into Dale and Tinsley because I want to talk about not only high society, but how it leads into their relationship on Real Housewives in New York. I mean, it is so fascinating to see them now and then to go back and to see how they were. Everything makes so much more sense and it makes everything so much darker. When you see that scene last season with Tinsley at the Big Apple Circus and all that makeup and she's like, I'm fucking miserable. You were fabulous. I was so proud. I wasn't that kind. What are you talking about? Wait, what are you talking about? Tinsley, stop this. No, seriously, stop this right now. I just am. I just am. I really am emotional. I feel like I don't do anything good enough. I feel no, like it's everything. not about me, Tinsley. It's about your boyfriend, so stop it. I'm sitting here in this big bow, in this dress. I mean, it couldn't be more what the little girl Tinsley would want to be in, and rosy cheeks, and I'm at the circus, and it was just a part of this. And I'm realizing right now that I couldn't be more depressed. I couldn't be sadder. Why would I cry in front of you? Why are you so sad? I don't know. I don't know. Are you sad about your boyfriend? I mean, what are you sad? It's not me. I know you. I just feel like, you know, I'm doing these things that I would feel like I'd be really happy about. I'm miserable. Tensley, listen to me. You know what I think? I think then that you really should just be finished with the whole Scott thing. Just be finished with it. You need to move on, Tensley. I've worked hard to be in a place where I feel like I just wanted somebody to like share it with me. And I'm sharing it with you and I love you. But I don't want to just share it with you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Stop looking at the negative. 
look at the positive. You got asked to be in this fabulous circus, and you were wonderful, and it was beautiful. Stop it. Stop it now, Tinsley. Stop it. Stop it now, Tinsley. Stop it. I will not. I'm Dale Mercer. Stop it. Stop it. Tinsley, Dale Mercer looks a little like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Check it out. There is a weird resemblance. I don't know if you guys will see it or not. It's very interesting. But regardless, first off, amazing scene. Reminds us, Real Housewives of New York is a fucking treasure. It is an amazing show. They are on a hot streak. I hope they keep it up this year because those girls just know how to interact with each other. But this is what I love about Housewives. Scenes like this. They're like, you know, Tinsley's all done up in this circus outfit and is literally having a mental breakdown. And of course, we all know, we talked about this last week, that Tinsley is back together with Scott. So obviously, Dale's advice did not go well. Um, But that's why I'm saying you guys need to go back and watch High Society if you have not seen it, because you see that Tinsley's always faced these situations and Dale always has to come in and talk to Tinsley about her romantic relationships. It's there, I also – so I want to do this episode, but I also want to do an episode that celebrates the moms of Bravo. I mean the moms of Bravo, if you think about it, even even Dr. Deb on this new season of Real Housewives of Orange County, you have iconic mothers. If you have a crazy mother or like just a strong-ass mother with a very strong personality, you're going to immediately get hired on a housewife show because that's what seems to work. You have Dr. Deb. You have um, uh, Margaret Joseph's mom on Jersey. Um, you have a couple great moms on Jersey, um, on I'm trying to think the, the, uh, Lisa Renna's mom on Beverly Hills. That's just a nice lady. I wouldn't say any kind of craziness. Um, Dallas, you have mama D. I mean, the mothers of the housewives. Oh, uh, on Atlanta. What's her, um, uh, blanking on the name. You just have some great, great mothers that I think make these shows fly and Tinsley and Dale, that's just a mother-daughter relationship that I love. So I'm going to celebrate that in another episode, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you haven't, you probably already have. I'm the last one to this party, but if you haven't, go check it out. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, moving on to digital, digital, get down. I can't get it out of my head. Digital, 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 get down. Every time I'm sitting home alone, girl. Can't wait to get you on the phone, girl. So pick it up, babe. I can see everything you do. Bouncing me from satellite to satellite. I love the things you do for me. So late at night, you turn me on. It's like a mic then next to you. Try to get that song out of your head this next week. That is going to be the come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby. So I think that is definitely so bad. It's good. Moving on to other housewives. I wanted to do a quick, not a recap per se, but just a couple things that have really disturbed me this week on the housewives shows. So we have real housewives of Orange County, real housewives of New Jersey and a real housewives of Dallas. So we are, our cup runneth over 
of Housewives and reality show shows. We are truly blessed. We need to appreciate this. But with great power comes great responsibility. And I feel, I feel some of these shows are not, um, they're disappointing me in some of the things that they're, they're letting air. And there are some people, Miss Leanne Locken, that should be damn well ashamed. You guys, you, and you should have seen Leanne. Did you hear that? She was like a proud Mexican. Like, she's slapping her chest. She's all like, I mean, you can't do that. That's fucked up. That doesn't That doesn't fly. Like, I get that. So Deandra was wearing a dress that Leanne made or Leanne sells, and it it fell apart, and Deandra, Deandra shouldn't have done it. But, like, Leanne took the bait and, like, completely wigged out. You know what? Like, when somebody makes fun of you and all that stuff, like, just ride it out. Ride it out. Don't react. Don't react like that. Don't storm off. But on top of it, like, that's kind of – that's, like, blatant racism. And I wasn't – like, I was watching last night and I was trying to enjoy myself. And a lot of people hate this season of Dallas, but I I don't mind it. But they're more new to me than a lot of people. Like I said, I just came to the, the show this year, so I have an extreme crush on Stephanie and Deandra. I know it's weird. Everybody's like, Deandra, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a weird thing for her. But that was disgusting. Like, I don't want to hear Leanne say that about anybody. I mean, that was just too far. And the funny thing is, thank God they did not air this episode before BravoCon. Like, they, BravoCon did her a favor by airing this Bravo, by airing it this week because. If she was out there at BravoCon, I, I just don't think as many people would have been excited. Did you guys see that? Did you think that was all right? That was just – it didn't fly with me. So um, I was very ashamed of Leanne. Uh, I, I think Leanne is better than that, and I hope – I don't know how you rectify situations like this. I don't know if there will be any fallout, but I can't imagine how Carrie feels. Uh, that was just horrible. So that stood out to me. And then moving on to something a little more lighter, Real Housewives of Orange County. I really enjoyed this week. For me, I don't know. It's like I I've, I've expect so little from that show now that it was kind of um, – I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. And this scene I want to play you, Kelly Dodd. <laughs> it's just amazing. I love when they have kids on the show, kids and moms. Kelly Dodd um, reveals to the audience and to her friend in the scene that – her daughter, um, Jolie, had um, uh, got her womanhood her her that time of the month, her period, and she is teaching um, taught her daughter how to put in a tampon. This is where I would have put that clip, but for some reason, 
my AT&T Now service is not working tonight, so I will do a dramatic reenactment of that. She's talking to a friend, and uh, she's like, Jolie had her period last night, and I had to teach her how to put in a tampon. And the girl's like, oh my god, you like put it in for her? And, and then Kelly makes this jamming in motion of like, yeah, just put it in there. And then you see this shot, this beautiful white shot of a white door. And and Jolie says something like, um, Mom, please don't talk about my period. And it's just – it's a perfect housewife moment. Kelly Dodd is batshit. I'm loving the batshit a little bit more than I usually do. Sometimes with the batshit, you're just like I, – I throw my hands up. I don't even know how to deal with you. But it – for some reason, is working on me this season. It's charming me in a weird way, and maybe it's just the the trace amigas are so vapid and gross to me. Because Tamrat, Tamrat, just with her, she's playing a very dangerous game, a very dangerous game. It's like, girlfriend, you better hope people want to even play games with you because you shouldn't even be on the show anymore. Pack Vicky and you out of here, out of here. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a dude. I'm like, oh, get out of here. Um, real quick, I did want to also mention. So we we talk about housewives products um, a lot on this show, and Carol, lovely Carol, had a vibrator necklace that we talked about, and I noticed she was not wearing her Anvil necklace today on a post. But then I loved this. God bless Sonia Morgan. First off, I don't know if you've seen Sonia and some of her picks this week there is something a little off i don't know if she got a new face surgery and it's settling you know how it sometimes takes like three or four months to settle but i love sonia mark uh sonia morgan's instagram and she uh so it's her smiling a beautiful smile on um a toilet and she goes who remembers my infamous bidet in the townhouse and then she does an emoji with the girl raising her hand i remember I had been missing it here in the new apartment, but at Coway Mega, hey guys, hook me up, hook me up. Their bidets can be easily installed on most toilets, have heated seats, are self-cleaning and eco self-cleaning when you have some real spite. No, self-cleaning and eco-friendly with built-in wash and dry. Talk about luxury. And then she uses the toilet emoji and the star emoji. Hashtag Lincoln bio to check them out. Use <laughs> Use code Coway Sonia for your Sonia 20% discount. Hashtag ad, hashtag Coway, hashtag bidet, hashtag deals. And I wrote, love this, Sonia. Um, Sonia's selling bidets. Carol's selling vibrators on her necklace. Sonia's selling bidets. I mean, are we, is Luann going to sell diapers? What is happening? What is going on with these housewives? Is it that hard? To get money out there. I mean, we're selling things that hold shit at this point. Let's just call a spade a spade. These things are toilet receptacles that our urine, our poopy, and our pee-pee go into. And Sonia is sitting on top of one with a big smile on her face going, 20% off if you use Sonia. Sonia Morgan is my code. First off, I would, by the way, I make fun of this. I would kill. I would sell a bidet like that. I, Dude, I would even sell a regular toilet. It doesn't need to be a bidet. I'll sell anything at this point. Come on. But Sonia, I mean, I'd rather the toaster oven at least. Let's go back to the days of toaster oven cooking for you. I feel like this is just, it's like, it's like when an actor like, you know, starts doing porn. Like why? Like you, you have talent. Just hold it at like, but I mean, as long as she's happy, but how much, 
I mean, that's the other thing I want to know. Does anybody know how much they get paid for stuff like this? Because if she's like getting 50, 60 grand, then I'm like, okay, that's, but if she's getting like two grand to do a fucking bidet ad on her Instagram, is it worth it? Like maybe do a couple more cameos or something. I just wanted to mention that briefly because it just, it really stuck out to me. Um, also back to Real Housewives of Orange County. So Bronwyn had this party. Um, so she had this party to throw because she was um, stopping breastfeeding, which I hope is not a normal thing. Um, and I've never been invited to one of those parties. I don't know if I should be bummed about that or not, but never have been invited. But Bronwyn hired a male stripper. And then uh, somebody on Twitter found out that the male stripper was a porn star. Bronwyn hired a uh, a gay porn star, which is just incredible. Bronwyn – one of Bronwyn's favorite pastimes, we've all noticed this at this point, is getting tipsy so she can get freaky deaky like in the – the NSYNC song, Freaky Dicky. I think you guys all remember. Digital, digital, get. I'm, by the way, you guys, I'm like delirious. I do not feel well. Uh, so let's ride this out. But yeah, hired a male porn star. Also, Bronwyn's husband wore one of the biggest statement necklaces I've seen a man wear. It, you know, it was, it almost looked like, it, it like looked majestic. Like it was like an Indian piece. It was very, it was majestic, but on him, it just looked like a Luann statement necklace. He's always just like, yeah, babe, cool, cool. And you know how they have like their swingers supposedly for like their birthdays and stuff. I had this like dark thought, like what if they've only swung one time, but like it changed, like it changed him. Like after like he was a real buttoned up guy, but then they had that one swinger experience and he's like, they're going to start wearing big necklaces and turquoise jewelry and just button like three buttons down little chesties poking out of the shirt. I don't know. But then on the other hand, they're probably just doing it all the time. So that was my thoughts on Real Housewives of Warren County. I would love to have played a clip of that Jolie thing, and I would love to have played a clip of this next thing I wanted to talk about, Real Housewives of New Jersey. The beginning scene of this week was very dramatic, very uh, heartbreaking. Um, Teresa takes a call from Joe, who is now in the ICE Detention Center, and they're making food, Nono and Teresa, in Teresa's kitchen. And, you know, it look, you know, I always get nervous. Like I've said, I always get nervous when Nono's in a scene because I just, I don't know what's, I, I just, there's something off. I just don't know what's going to happen. It's just, what kind of Nono, like, I just can't get a beat on who exactly Nono is. And Joe calls from ICE and she's like, how you doing? And he's like, how you, how you think I'm, how you think I'm doing? How do you, how the fuck you think I'm doing? Get, I'm out here for 46 months and now I'm fucking in this shit. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting deported. That's it. I'm getting deported. That's it. And she's like, Joe, no, Joe, don't. Oh, Joe, goodness sakes, no. Wouldn't you rather I played the clip? I can't. You guys are a wood. So I'm now I'm doing doing bad dinner theater. He's like, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fight a little bit more, and then I'm out. I'm fucking out. And um, Joe, no, Joe, no, the kids. Um, and then they get off the phone, and he's like, ah, and no, no, goes, he's stupid. He's stupid. He do everything wrong. <laughs> God, man. He do everything wrong. He do wrong. He don't do nothing right. He, I tell him uh, time and time again, get, get your, uh, get your uh, citizenship. Uh, he don't do it. He don't listen. All his fault. And I was like, holy shit, that's the first time? First time I've seen Nono speak against 
Joe. And that was incredible. Hats off to Nono. I finally felt good because I always, I've talked about this here before, is that I feel like Nono loves Joe more than little Joey, his son. And it really bums me out. But this kind of gave me hope that Nono actually sees what's happening. But we did see those pictures of Nono and Joe partying in Italy the a couple weeks ago. So who knows how this all ended up? Oh, speaking of that, somebody uh, pointed out on Teresa's, uh, one of her Instagram posts, link in bio, one of her Instagram posts, she was looking good, I guess. I personally, I'm not attracted to Teresa. Uh, it's just, I'm not. And her personality doesn't do it for me. That's one of the things, like, even if you're a good looking girl, but you have a shit personality, that makes you way less good looking. I think, I don't know if for all guys, but for me, I get immediately like, like chat, like I literally will just like write it off. Like it's super easy. Like you all of a sudden become not good looking. It's funny how that works. Um, so Teresa posts this photo on Instagram and Joe, Joe commented from Italy and goes, uh, you're looking good. And then he goes, you sexy bitch. Whoa, it's a public Instagram page. So like, I think Joe is trying to like get one in. I don't think it happened on this trip, but I think, know what I think, what I'm speculating here is that I don't know if on Teresa, it doesn't seem like on Teresa, but on his side, I think he's like fired up. He's like, I think he has like that kind of, he wants to give that old college try of like, let me see if I could get her. I want to, you know, like, like a competitiveness, like I'll show you how good I was. I'll show you how good I could be to you again. You sexy bitch. You, you know, like I bet like talking a little dirty and stuff. I don't know. Do you guys feel like that? Am I totally, what I, what I want to know though, is, is he wearing Teresa down at all? Is she, did she feel those old feelings? Like when she saw him, like, whew, there is something. Cause it's never over for some people, you know, even if you think it's over, sometimes it's never over. So you just don't know. I don't know. So th- those are the roundup of the three housewives shows this week. Um, it, it, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, I was going to do the Bailey mail. We did douchebag of the week earlier. I had another one for you and I do want to play you clips of Jesse Meester from 90 day fiance, his podcast, but we're going to do that another time. We're going to end this tonight a little early than usual. A lot early. We're going to make this about an hour and 40 minutes, which is still a very long podcast. You guys, this is great value for being for free, but I'm going to tell you, I I just, I'm, I want to edit this and I want to go to sleep because I don't, I'm just, I'm talking, I'm saying the same things over and over again. So thank you for bearing with me. But I want to give a story, uh, a Bailey Humiliations. Um, Somebody actually had a better title for it, which I think is great. Um, I just haven't written it down and I don't want to look in my phone right now. (laughs) But I wanted to tell you a story. I was telling you how I was talking to um, my friend about Taco Bell food. And Taco Bell, I mean, spoiler alert, as you get older, Taco Bell food is just hard to process, but it's so dang good though. And you're just so used to it from childhood that you just like three or four times a year, I have to make a run for the border. And every time I do my, you know, my bodies are like, do you, this guy's crazy. What's he doing? He's hurting us. But I have to, you know, like it calls to me like a siren in the night, but 
this is not a story about any time recently. This is a story a long time ago. Now, I think I mentioned on this show before that I've been overweight in my life. I've been a really big guy and that's always stayed with me. Like even after I lost all the weight, I still like have weird body dysmorphia issues, but, um, I'm sure you guys have dealt with that as well, but I'm a big eater. I like food and I like, I am always quantity over quality. I mean, that's not necessarily true anymore, but quantity was always like my big thing. And I would do this thing. Cause I was thinking about this cause I wear AirPods now and the AirPods help because if I'm ever around somebody that I don't want to talk to, I put my AirPod in and I act like I'm having a conversation. And I know that might not be the, the, I mean, not, you know, you could just face people, you know, but I'd rather just act like I'm talking to someone in my AirPod. So sue me. I have done it worse. Like, eh, I'm going to say this is, these are not great stories. These are embarrassing stories that are not good, but it's just that I don't know how to sometimes navigate the actual real world, if that makes sense. So my thing was, I'd always like to get a big Taco Bell order at my largest. And, but I did, I knew that it was a huge Taco Bell order. And I didn't want the Taco Bell guy or girl to think that I was a pig, even though it was obvious that I was a pig, you know? And so what I would do, what I'd have my cell phone and I'd go up to the, uh, the register and I'd be like, I'm going to have the, um, all this soft taco Supreme meal. And then I'd be like, babe, Hey, what do you want? What do you want? And then I'd be like, okay, uh, four, seven layer burritos, uh, chicken, soft taco Supreme, um, a crunch wrap, please. And then I'd be like, babe, are you done? Like, no, babe, that's too much. Oh, gee. I mean, I don't want to be throwing this food away. Okay. Well, three more soft tacos, sir, two more seven layer. And I would just, but I would act like so horrible. I would act like my girlfriend was ordering the food to me. I was just the conduit. I was just placing the order. And, and, um, so I would make this big production once again, giving way too much information to a guy that, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's so much food. I mean, what are we, you're going to hurt, you know, you got to worry about your heart. And the one time I remember I did this, I did this in Arizona and everything was going good. And, um, and then, um, I was on my fake phone, which was my real phone and the phone fucking rang. It was like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, oh, hey, oh, oh, another call. And you could tell the guy knew immediately when I like, obviously he's seen this trick done before. And then I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's it. That's all I'll order. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's horrible. I used to do that all the time. Not all the time, but you know, here and there. I remember one of the, the first times I realized that I was overweight. And it was like really weird because I just didn't know, you know, I just thought I was like, I was big boned, you know, and I, uh, I worked at this video store, a blockbuster actually. And, you know, part of the job as shitty as it is, you know, you have like, you have to, people steal, kids steal. So you have to keep an eye on that. And my manager had told me to keep an eye on these kids. And, uh, so I did, and I was like giving them the Hawkeye, you know? And by the way, I just want to let you guys all know too, I had I had a beard or the start of a beard and it was very groomed like a Backstreet Boy, 
But more importantly, I couldn't grow a beard back then. So I would fill it in with like dark mascara. Like I'm talking like not, I mean, not even like I would, in addition to my beard, I'm talking, I'd paint full sections in with my mom's mascara. It was so dumb, so, so dumb, so embarrassing. Yet at the same time, there's something in me that thought I looked cool. Hence why I've never had sex. Um, but anyways, I'm watching, I remember it was like, it was over the Christmas break and it was like right around we were closing and I was like hawkeyeing these kids, two kids. They leave, they're all pissy, you know, cause they're like, oh, this guy's looking at me or whatever, whatever. I get a phone call right around close and this kid's like, Hey, let me speak to the fat guy there. And I'm like, uh, I don't. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you're referring to. And he's like, the fat guy in the blue shirt. I'm like, we all wear blue shirts, sir. And I still have zero clue what he's talking about. He's like, I want to talk to the guy that was watching me and my friend all around the fucking store. I want to talk to that fat ass. And then I realized he was talking about me. And it, I was like, I'm the fat man he speaks of. And I had never, and it was just one of those really crazy moments. And, uh, that actually led me on like a weight loss journey, but it was crazy. It was crazy. That was a very, ugh. I, I just remember that feeling of just like your heart sinking. It's that same feeling. I remember having these. I don't know if you guys have these as well is I remember a couple of these. Cause I was always the good friend to my girlfriends. I was the guy friend, but I was never like the guy they liked. And there was a couple of these moments I don't know if girls have these moments too, where you'd get into these conversations with the girls and they'd be like, I'm going to, can I tell you who I like? Can I'm going to tell you, but like, you can't tell anybody. And I shit you not every time I'm like, Oh my God, she likes me. And then it'd always be like, I like Danny. I like Robbie. It was never me, but it never, like I always, my first thought, I was like, she's about to tell me she likes me. And then it would never be me. And it'd be like, cool. Danny's Danny's cool guy. You should, that's you're you're you'll be together for the rest of your lives it's that kind of same sinking feeling where you realize you're just like uh i'm not everything i'm the fat guy Ugh, what a dark story um and just another addition on top of that i was talking about fake phone things and fake airpods I do this. I did this not I've not done this with the airpods, but I used to do this when i the old tangly wire thing earbuds that connected to your iphone why don't i know not know the name to anything tonight i would do this and this is horrible i i'm always i always feel really bad for homeless uh people and uh but i don't know like i don't carry money on me like i just i don't carry money i carry debit and stuff and um i would go to this Seven Eleven or Starbucks or something. And there was always homeless people sitting out there and they would always ask. And I just hated saying, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have anything like, you know, I just feel like that's shitty. So I would do something shittier and I would act like I was on the phone with my earpiece when I wasn't. But on top of that, I would act like I was in a fight like, but somebody was yelling at me. I'd be like, don't talk about me like that. Like, so I, cause I wanted, <laughs> this is such a dark thing. I wanted them to feel bad for me. I wanted them to be like, oh, I know we have it rough, but man, that guy has it even rougher. 
I'm telling you, I'm not in my right mind, you guys. That is so horrible. And as I say it out loud, I, I am filled with shame. I know. I Guys, I know how horrible that is. Um, so anyways, that brings us to the end of our show. What an end it was. We've experienced so much in these last two hours. Um, like I've said all along, please rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe. I know I'm overly thankful or maybe overly uh, ambitious in some of this and maybe too excitable, but I do want to, if you've made it this far in the episode, I want to say thank you so much. The first month and two weeks or month and a week of this show honestly has exceeded all of my expectations. You guys have, I feel like I've found a passion again. Um, And this is something I really want to do for a very long time. So thank you for making this possible for me. I know you might be listening and you're just like, it's just a podcast, but you guys, it is so much more to me. And I have so much more I want to talk about and share with and, and introduce you to people and interview people. And I just have a lot of I just I just feel like this is the start of something good. So thank you guys for being a part of this journey. I I know this sounds silly to thank you this early in something, but thank you because I really did think part of me was like, well, you know, I bet I'll get like a hundred to two hundred people listening. And we have so much more than that. And that is just insane. So thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will talk to you again on Tuesday. I'm, I hope I feel better because I um, I want to give you a, a long, long one. So I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at so bad it's good three. Follow us on Insta at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, and email us at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Please rate and review and subscribe and all that good stuff. It really does help. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Betches.